0: Welcome to Beyond the Court, episode eight. We are so happy that you're here joining us today. As you can see, we pretty much have a full squad in the building. My name is Agent P, and special welcome to Amir, Nabil, Andy, Anwar, and John. Welcome, guys. So, we have a loaded uh, po- podcast, an episode that we want to go over today. Um, A couple of things that we really want to touch on is this is the anniversary or the week anniversary of the Raptors winning the championship last year. So we're going to do a bit of a a Raptors playoff recap and what stood out for each of us during that run. And we're also going to talk about the current season. I know there's been discussions and the league is putting together um, just kind of those settings that they want to put together. So even just going around the table and understanding how we see the current season play, season playing out alongside the playoffs and what our expectations are there as well. So how about we get this thing started off? Nabil, uh, how do you feel about the Raptors uh, playoff run last season? And, you know, maybe what was a couple of things that stood out for you?
1: Long time coming as a fan, man. You know, 25, what, 24 years in the making. Um, you know, I can list a whole spew of, you know, moments But, you know, for me, what really stood out was game one of the playoffs against Orlando. They lost. And it took me back to, you know, previous years when it's like, oh, man, are we going through this again? You know, you thought, you know, you traded away DeMar for a Kawhi Leonard, like a superstar Mm -hmm. type of player. This shouldn't happen. You know what I mean? so I know a lot of us, you know, went back and were like, wow, is this like replay? Um, but then they came back game two, won by 19 and won four straight. Um, and the rest is history. So, I mean, that that really stood out for me because to me, it took me back. Mm-hmm. You know, it took me back to the years prior. And I'm like, are we going to do this again? You know, we're the second seed in the East. You know, are we just going to be a regular season squad? Um, but at the end of the day, like we won four straight, went on to, you know, lift that trophy and bring the title up north. Um, so that really stood out. And just going through the adversity, you know, before when we used to lose, to come out from that, we, it'd be hard. Um, but the way we came back and we responded to all the adversity um, and coming through and at the end of the day, winning that championship, I think that really stood out for me from particularly their, their playoff championship run last year.
2: Definitely, man. I think um, I'll echo the same thing. I think it wasn't just one moment um, throughout the whole playoffs. Um, it was just a collective experience. Um, you know, there were various times where you felt like um, it's the same old Raptor moments, but um, instead of folding, the team stood strong in face of pressure. um, And through there, um, there were plenty of um, offensive heroics, obviously from Kawhi. Um, But I think the rest of the team, too, you you, you really saw what Fred was made of, Siakam was made of, Lowry in those pressure moments, Siakam, like, you know, huge, right? Uh, And then Gasol. Like, I think they were um, – it, it wasn't just, like, because Kawhi was there. Obviously, it was a big factor. But, like, you really got to see what the team was made of. And not just the team. I think um, we really saw what the coaching staff can do too, right? Um, especially in that um, Buck series where, come on, like, 4-0? Like, that's ridiculous, right? Like, um, they just came up with a defense that shut down the whole t- um, Buck squad, including Giannis. It is what it is. Like, you know, they, they shut them down. Um, and um, we we can dive into that in the next episode too but like just the way that um, Coach Nurse handled that whole series was just amazing um, and then you know that momentum carrying over to the finals just um, outstanding effort by everyone um, you know obviously there were some injuries on, on the other side too there but like just overall the, the whole playoffs uh, I think it was not just one pivotal moment it, it was
3: a complete complete effort yeah, just to touch on what Anwar just said, that one of the pieces that I that stood out to me was just the defense from last year to the previous year really stood out. I'm not sure if it's just because Kawhi was on the team and obviously he was a, he's a multiple uh, Defensive Player of the Year um, uh, winner. So it's just for me, it was you got a, a whole spread of players who are really top-notch defenders. You know, he, obviously Lowry was a pit bull. You got Powell, you got uh, – Pascal, all these guys are, you know, and Danny Green, even, you know, he was really t- a tough defender. So you had multiple defenders that are obviously changing, you know, they're switching, they're, you know, they're giving that that score or that either Giannis or <clears throat> Steph Curry at the end, a really hard time to score the basket or get their team, the rest of the team involved. So the defense for me is what really stood out. And uh, I, it's it's like a cliche, but defense wins so you know we got good defense it'll win you that chip easily so really good job with the Raptors last year um, really locking down your defense
4: and for me you know along the same lines uh, defense did stand out and I have to give it to two main peoples where I give credit uh, of course Kawhi and Nick Nurse his coaching his strategy was just off the charts um, the most pivotal play to me that stands out is the the series against Philly, where the game was tied at like ninety or so, and you had you know four seconds left on the clock, and who are you go- who are you going to give the ball to, right? Who's going to go and make that last shot? And I think i went back to the top of the key. Um, he was getting chased late, and of course Kawhi takes that shot, which everyone remembers. You know, bouncing around the rim. Is it going to go in? Um, I think one of the opponents on the team commented about it afterwards being like, I remember seeing that shot, seeing it bounce around, wondering if it's going to go in, and the fact that Kawhi shot it, I knew it was going to go in. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that's the opponent. Like, he, he recognized like, Kawhi just always made it work. He came in to save it so often. Um, I think we have to give another bit of credit to Fred VanVleet, especially in that Bucks series. Um, you know, he was on fire. He, was, he did ridiculously well after that slump everyone knows about him having his kid on the monday night
0: shout and then, out to his uh, son
4: yeah fred jr <laughs> fred jr fred jr fred, fred jr made it happen like game four he was five of six on twos and three of three on threes like just i think maybe his best career game was that game four versus the bucks and then the next game he had similar numbers he was doing great shooting 80 percent. game six same thing 80 percent on twos and threes like five of six four or five just ridiculous and and I remember watching him and being like, who is this man? Like, how how is he making these shots as well as he is? Um, I was blown away by him, to be honest. So I, I hope that people still give him a good amount of credit as the years go by because we all remember Kawhi. But I hope we all remember Fred Van Lee over the years.
3: Yeah, he did shoot the crap out of uh, well, Nick Warriors centered, as well.
5: Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah Nick said he had to, reverse to uh, revert to the to the mean, right? Because he was shooting horribly before. So he was, he was like one for, what, 25 before. Mm-hmm. You know, it evened out
4: absolutely it did yeah it did, yeah, you're right, I remember he had uh, those first few games he was he was in a terrible slump. so you know that that was great for me that's that's a large part of what stood out that i that I remember in that series um I feel like that was the harder- se- not i shouldn't say harder, but you know you had a lot of close games uh the Warriors series was good, but I just felt like i don't know, I felt like the raptors maybe it was some of the injuries, but not to to say anything against the Raptors, but I just felt like. That series, people were more confident about maybe. I'm not too sure. Um, But again, Kawhi came in, defensive settings. Um, Clay put up his numbers before getting injured. Steph did all of his, you know, 47-point game for Steph uh, here. Um, But at the end of the day, afterwards, when the injuries came through, even KD, they only had Steph, right? And, like, realistically, we all remember watching on the court, and, like, if Steph didn't have the ball, none of us thought – that the Warriors had much chance. <laughs> Andy, I know, I know you're nodding your head. I, I can, I can imagine you thinking that exact same thing, um, as we all were. So great series, great management. Um, you know, all around team mentality and defensive status was really what what maintained it. Uh,
5: okay, okay. Um, it was a great like I think that was one of the most like fairy tale, uh, enti- fairy tale runs you can ever think of. Like you. You trade away your best player. You, you get rid of your coach of the year. You bring in uh, a guy who you're not even sure can play. And the, the run that we had was, I don't know, I've never seen anything like that ever in NBA history. Uh, the the one game, the regular season game where we played Golden State, that one I, I'll, I'll always remember. when we double overtime against... Uh, against Golden State, and it was just Kawhi and Kevin Durant just going at it, just back and forth and back and forth. Uh, everybody else played amazing as well, but just, it just stood out to me there. And then for the playoffs, um, Philly was definitely our, our biggest challenge for the, in the playoffs. Like, mm-hmm. Philly, I think people underrated them, like, four, four, basically four all-stars of uh, amazing role players, strength, size, shooters, physicality. It it, it was good like we definitely I don't think we would have got through that without Kawhi just showing like in those clutch moments but my favorite part I think was being down 0-2 in a series and then just Coming back and just stomping that team just absolutely stomping that team. I think that that, to to me It it gave me a little extra It gave me a little extra something because once we're down 0-2 the amount of shit that was getting talked and nobody, like you know what I mean. Everybody's like, "Oh, they're done. It's over. There's no way they'll come back. There's no way. It's over. It's the Bucks." And I'm like, "No, we're the better team." Like, it just, it just gave validation after that. Shout oh, out to, what? shout
1: out to Stephen A. Smith. Yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah trust me. Yeah, exactly. Stephen A. Like, wrong. When we were looking at those games, I'm like, "This is not the Raptors. This is like, this is this is not how, this is not how they play. Like, they could they're, they're better. Like, I'm looking at them like they're the better team, but it showed out showed out in the end."
0: Yeah, I think. Um, when I look at the entire run, I just feel like what Amir touched on in terms of like a fairy tale setup, it's like uh, the Raptors were a team of destiny almost. Like it was just yeah. in the cards. It was just meant to be. And Nibu, you touched on it. The anxiety when that opening game in the Magic, against the Magic, DJ Augustine hits that three, just completely deflates the building. And it's like, okay, is this, is this deja vu again? You know, like, is this the same old Raptors story in terms of being able to... You know, are we just that team that loses or is just not able, does not have enough to uh, make a deep, deep playoff run? Um, the game that stood out for me was in that Philly series versus uh, when uh, we were in Philly, game four. Yeah. And it's a back and forth battle. And we are scratching and clawing. And Kawhi is having to hit big shot after big shot. And then he hits a huge three right over um, Embiid as well. So um, what a pivotal, pivotal moment um, at that time as well. So I think that was a huge uh, moment. And then even hitting, obviously, the shot over uh, in game seven as well. Uh, the one that just kind of like, you know, stood out as a whole. Key moments as well is like, you know, winning the championship on the road. Just the seven team to ever win three road games in the finals. So it just shows that the pedigree that the Raptors have um, had to just go on the road and get the job done. Kawhi's magical playoff run, if you put some stats on it, 30.5 points, 9.1 rebounds, 3.9 assists, 1.7 steals on 49, 38, 88% shooting. So, not really a 50-40-90, but pretty, pretty close um, overall. And, um, you know, Siakam also standing out, averaging almost 20 points on 51% shooting in the finals. Essentially stood out as a Pippen to uh, Kawhi's Jordan there, so... Just a, a fairy tale season, as Amir had mentioned, just a team of destiny as a whole. Yeah, it's crazy we're talking about this, and I'm thinking
1: about it. Every series, I think except for the G-State series in the finals, I think we were down. Mm-hmm. Like, we were 1-0 down to Orlando. I believe we were down 2-1 to Philly, and you mentioned Agent P, that Game 4 that was pivotal, because in Game 3, we lost by 21 yeah. in Philly. People were thinking, wow, they're going to go down three games to one. And be doing that stupid
0: airplane, right? Exactly. (laughs) And then,
1: you know, forward to Milwaukee, we're down 0-2. You got Stephen A. being like, it's it's kind of a done deal. We come back, win four straight. So it shows you, like, the growth and the importance of a coach, I think, like Nick Nurse. You know what I mean? Nothing against, like, you know, Coach, nothing against Coach Brett Brown for Philly or Coach Bud. But, I mean, you can kind of tell the the mentality that Nick Nurse kind of instilled. Um, You know, in a team, you know, yeah, we had Kawhi as a superstar. But, you know, like you guys said, Fred Van Viet, Pascal Siakam, no one thought they would step up to the way they did. And to have that confidence in them, it, you know, eventually catapulted us to where we were and w- what we did in that playoff run.
3: Definitely. Just to even add to that, remember, like, I think it was, again, in Philly when um, Kawhi had that kind of calf strain or pole or whatever, and he was kind of hobbling at the end of the games and there was question about his health again you know can he pull through and win these rest of the games and so I think that was a narrative right there when he had that when he we saw that injury that a lot of people including myself said you know we're going to write off the Raptors because he's not going to play at 100% but you know in the post game interview he's like I'm good there's nothing wrong so it's uh you know shows his strength as he's uh, just kind of persevering through that pain
2: yeah man and I think um a lot of it um, obviously he's not here now with us, but I think he's left his mark on these players too, right? Um, the one X factor, he's not there, but I think uh, what he's left behind and, and kind of ingrained in these guys is kind of the worth the, the work ethic, um, you know, taking it up to that next level in the playoffs, which I think the Raptors lacked essentially before Kawhi, right, mm-hmm. that would fold. Um, so I think... Um, We got a championship, obviously, um, you know, with him, with his assistance. But I think um, this year truly is going to be the one, um, you know, thing that we're going to see is is how his impact has kind of shaped these guys' thinking moving forward.
0: I think just that killer instinct that Kawhi had as well. I mean, I think there was one moment where it was almost like, why just settle to get one or two road games? Let's get another one like just even like rallying the locker room as well so like instilling that i guess courage for the raptors as well to know that hey that they're going to keep um battling and going for it uh you touched on it as well nabil the value of such a coach in terms of coach nick nurse willing to do adjustments you know no offense to coach casey and i know we've you know uh, had our jabs at him as well in terms of just what we felt about his previous coaching style but It just goes to show you someone who's willing to make adjustments and even in the finals, uh, just even some of the commentary where he has the guts to play a box and one against a multiple, (laughs) you know, winning championship organization in golden state. And he just has the guts to do that. That's a high school defense, by the way, but it worked, it worked to perfection and he had the players buy in and they bought into that system. And that's even carried over into this season, where the Raptors have the best best defense going into you know these last couple of eight games. It's a it's a defensive identity that's now carried over, not only just a box and one, but multiple different defensive plays and strategies um, that he's also brought to the forefront. I remember um,
3: Steph Curry's quote: "Janky defense." <laughs>
0: A janky defense got a chip. So, I mean, you know, it worked out beautifully. Um, but no, great points, guys, in terms of just um, the Raptors playoff recap as a whole. What a magical run, a magical season. And uh, we got a banner now, you know, that says uh, NBA champions. And uh, what a historic moment that was. And great job, great job in terms of just even analyzing and seeing the anniversary that's coming this week. But uh, let's talk about this current season. I mean... There's been discussions now with respect to continuation of the current season um, with um, eight regular season games to be played. The way that the league has now arranged it is 13 teams have been invited from the Western Conference, nine teams from the Eastern Conference, so 22 teams in total. And uh, I know, Nabil, we talked about it the other day as well, but the mention of if the eighth and ninth seed, there's a four-game difference – almost a play-in tournament that's going to happen in terms of like a play-in, a double elimination format um, to see who secures that eighth seed. So what are your guys' thoughts in terms of the continuation of the season, expectations, and even maybe your thoughts on how the early playoff predictions and how they might play out?
3: Well, one of the things I actually look forward to is that, you know, if all the players buy in to come back, it's going to be Everybody should be healthy and well rested. So there's no excuse not to play. Um, uh, the other point is that, you know, these teams may have not meshed, especially if they have like new coaching staff or new players joining the team, especially the ones that haven't been together um, for a long period of time. I, I think the Raptors are one of the teams that are kind of a veteran team. They've been together for a while, but the other teams, you know, may struggle. Uh, it kind of throws kind of a wrench into the whole. Uh, play of the season may just because everybody's kind of learned what's going on then going right into the playoffs uh, you don't have that time to kind of mesh and kind of get your plays down and your kind of offense and defense as well so it'll be interesting to see what happens um, say during a play call or or kind of a clutch moment situation what happens in those uh, games I guess or series uh, that come down to uh, you know one or two points so it'll be interesting to see um, and as well you know um how you know they're going to be in orlando um uh, disney world for the entirety of this season how that plays out with them just staying there the whole time what are they going to be doing that whole time right so i'm actually looking forward to it it's one of those things where i love watching the playoffs especially i don't really care for the first 82 <laughs> games of the season but i do i do watch games in and out, but the playoffs are where I feel like the NBA starts, so I look forward to it.
4: Evan, yeah, um, for me, oh gosh, like looking to see how things went last season. I'll, I'll be the first one to come out and say I was I was wrong. I thought that you know when we when we lost tomorrow last year, I know Kawhi was a superstar. So let me go first off by saying you know that was that was a great surprise to see Kawhi prove it, and people everyone was saying it around me, and I know um, Kawhi made it happen. But now that he's gone. You know, I I thought as well, let's see how the Raptors rebound. How do they come back from losing someone like him at level? And you know what? Honestly, the core is still there. You still have Serge. You still have Lowry. You still have Abaka. You still, like, you have all your main guys still. So ultimately, they're still playing at top level. And I think the defensive mind that they have going forward, um, they're now ranked second defensively. So that has carried forward, and that is going to make the difference and has proven the difference. That's what's going to keep them in contention going forward. Um, playoffs, um, I don't see too many upsets. I could see, I mean, you never know. The Mavs may take out, you may get Luca and uh, Porzingis taking out, like the Lakers somehow. I could, I could see that maybe, you know, small. Ooh, that's
2: tough, yeah.
4: You never know. Um, aside from that, though, maybe the Pelicans and, and Zion come through because they were playing at a high level beforehand as well. But aside from that, you know, I see it going pretty well for the Raptors. I still see it being, a, a, a box and Final. I don't know if that's even possible, actually, uh, with the current layout that they predict,
0: but. Um, yeah, it's possible. Yeah, yeah it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like Eastern Conference Final. It's going the
1: one to eight, the same route yeah. that normal playoffs go.
0: Yeah, same format.
1: Okay.
4: Okay, so I, I still see, because that's the first defensive team and the second defensive team. And like, you know, a lot of them have been saying, defense often wins things, right, And at the end of the day. So I still see it going that route. Um Prediction
2: wise, so we'll see how it works out, though. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I think the Raptors have a great chance still. Um, you know, if you look at teams like um, the Clippers, they're stacked, obviously, right? But they're having some issues kind of gelling together. And towards the end, when before this thing got shut down, they're finally coming together, right? Um, but then you have this kind of break, so I'm not sure how that's going to work out. I mean, it, it might be fine. Uh, I know they've been kind of working out on their peloton bikes um, throughout this whole thing <laughs> um but um to be honest i feel like every other team as well like the raptors have a strong core um you know i think the biggest thing that we take pride in and we all know this is our chemistry right and the coaching like that's the one thing that hasn't changed yes Kawhi has left but like i mentioned earlier i think he's left his imprint on these guys when it comes to the playoffs and taking it up that next level um, so I mean thank you Kawhi you, you've you've done what you came here to do um, so I mean I, I'm still I'm still heading you know for us I feel like the hardest battle in the playoffs um, is gonna be somehow if we end up playing Boston to be honest um, I feel like they're a stacked team man um, you know I, th- I I feel like we can handle Milwaukee just based on last year right um, I, I think Nick Nurse will figure it out in the end But there's something about the Bucks. Sorry, there's something about the 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 Celtics that is kind of worrisome, right? Um, They they play a fast game um, similar to the Raptors, right? They kind of have the same type of pedigree as well, right? Um, So that to me, like that's one of the biggest matchups in the East, right? Um, Obviously, ESPN's. I think they put us at like fourth or or or, or something like that, right? Yeah. Uh, come out on top. Obviously, those are just rankings, but um, I don't know. My, I, I really feel like the Raptors are going to do some damage.
1: I mean, just to kind of expand on your point. Sorry, IGP. Um I don't really look at the uh, American analysts because they no. had Raptors not even in the top eight this year once Kawhi left. So we'll just put that in, in the back burner. Um, but just as a fan, I'm just excited just to see that the NBA is back. You know, We're obviously, down, yeah. you know, seeing seeing them play without fans in the crowd, that's gonna be an interesting effect. Um, But with regards to the actual season, I mean, prior to COVID happening, teams had already played 60 to 65 games together. I mean, fine, some people did loan management. So you would hope that they built some sort of chemistry A. The NBA is also very smart in coming back and bringing that eight game regular season to kind of work out kinks, it's like a practice. And like Andy had mentioned, I mean, when you get into the playoffs, that's a different world, like that's a different beast. So technically, I mean, the first 82 games for ranking, sure. But, you know, we've seen an eighth seed beat a number one seed in the playoffs before. So, you know, technically the, the seedings to a certain extent matter. But I think at the end of the day, when it comes time, playoffs is a different beast. And I think that's what they're using the eight game regular season kind of to use as practice just to kind of mold the teams back together. Um, jumping into the actual playoff scene, if the standings kind of remain the way they do, um, my dark coast, as you guys know, has always been the Houston Rockets, you know, and if Harden and Westbrook, I feel gel. Um, I personally think that they can take out Denver in the first round. Again, if the seedings remain the same, uh, they would see the Clippers the next round, I believe. So that gets a bit tricky. Um, but, I, I, you know, I think they, they have a good chance. And heading over to the east, I mentioned this before to JV. I mean, the Bucks and Heat will play second round. You know, you don't give respect to the Heat, but I think with Butler and uh, Bam out and the young guns that they have, I mean, I think they can give a good run uh, against the Bucks, um in the playoffs. So those are kind of my two series to watch, which would be a second round. Um, and at the end of the day, I think all the other cards will play out the way they do. And, and, and I think we'll just have an enjoyable season. Um, and at the end of the day, they'll hopefully crown, uh, um, you know, a champion. And I personally think that, this champion technically should not have an asterisk. The reason why I say that is because I think at the end of the day, like the playoffs is where the season really begins. So you played 65 games. You know you're gonna play eight more. You know you kind of figure out who's gonna be you know the top of that, that that statue or whatnot. But so I think technically there shouldn't be an asterisk put on this year's champion due to the COVID situation. Because at the end of the day, you played most of the regular season games. Um, you'll do what you need to do in the playoffs, and hopefully you'll be crowned uh, as a champion.
2: Yeah, because playoffs don't change, right? It's the same format, same format. Yeah, yeah they're so... going
1: with the one to eight. Yeah, except only... for, that, except only... for that, yeah, that little yeah. buy-in eight to yeah, nine yeah. Yeah. elimination game.
5: The, the only, the, the only thing I would say to the non-asterisks is like I think they're having some discussions that some of the players are choose that they don't want to play. You know what I mean? So like if some of the major players choose that they don't want to play, I don't think you can blame them. Right. And then, cool. like, I, I think that would be the only point. But if everybody yeah. plays, yeah, there's no asterisks, man.
3: Yeah, 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 but just to just to touch on that though, the NBA and players' unions are still working on a deal for that. Uh, I think the players who don't want to play, uh, it's not because they don't want to play. It's more or less just safety of the right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's, uh, so yeah. once if the NBA can kind of guarantee or so- show them some way that they can be safe, I think, you know, they'll definitely play. I think, I think that's the hesitation right now, and. Uh, and the players' union is there to protect the player regardless of the season, right? Definitely.
2: But they're also saying, like, um, those players that don't decide to play, I mean, they can obviously can't force them, but the team kind of suffers, right? So they're going to bring in some substitutions, which, again, will affect the whole team as as a unit, right? Um, So, I mean, I don't know who these players are, and they're they're obviously not going to disclose that until they don't show up. But um, I think it's going to have an impact on the team itself um, and and, kind of them moving forward and, and their performance even so it's, it's going to be interesting and then the second thing is like the coaches right there was some discussion about certain older coaches not being on the bench right that's oh, going yeah, to be that. The, yeah yeah so like that's going to be super weird man like some of the older kind of staff right or any even coaches like how do you play with your coach in the dressing room and you're like in that intense situation yeah, environment, right sure. yeah just like
0: see if got ejected every game <laughs> yeah yeah
2: <laughs> so, let's see how that works out too yeah.
1: so i think they still have to work out a lot of kinks i guess before the season begins yeah. so i think when it gets to that point we'll figure out like all the stuff you guys mentioned yeah for sure if all those things come into play definitely then you can put an asterisk because i mean you know if you have for example like a superstar player not playing obviously that you know that that's a big deal but um, you know, I think we'll find out more information, you know, towards July and then we can go from there and see.
4: And I think actually it's funny. I was, I was, I was thinking about this earlier today and I actually completely agree with you. Like for me, at least, you know, I, I don't see that there should be an asterisk because to me, they're all playing in the same conditions roughly. But there's one team I can say that if they win, I would consider it an asterisk, but no one expects them to win. But if Orlando does well this year, we have to think about it. Orlando on <laughs> And that's the only team I would give an asterisk to, the only team. Everyone else I won't give it to, but if Orlando somehow pulls it through and wins something, I'll put an asterisk on them.
0: I don't know how often they practice at oh. Disney World, though. Oh, so, I mean, <laughs> if, still- if they're spending their time with Mickey Mouse on the side, then maybe it's something that, I don't know if it's an unfair advantage, but you know, it's, a, it's an interesting asterisk, John, for sure. In it's very, of- interesting. <laughs> very interesting. Very <laughs> interesting. Because
5: uh, technically, they play first round. Oh, yeah, exactly. They would play. The Bucks. Oh, they play the Bucks. So
3: you're making a oh You're making it. You're making a it's pretty only team. <laughs> Come on, on bro. Only team. I'm not saying they uh, to knock out the Bucks first round. <laughs> I, I can't put an asterisk on this season. I just feel like you know it's it's the perfect opportunity for any of these teams to win a championship. You know, nobody's. I, I don't. I'm not a person who plays with the the NBA rankings. uh, Regular season rankings. I just feel like there's a different gear when guys start playing, and the guys who will shine will always step up. Um, case in point, you know, you, you all, I always say LeBron James is one of those guys. He just saves himself for the entire season um, just to get to the playoffs, and when he's there, because he knows his body now, and he just lights it up to a whole a whole another gear. Uh, Kawhi is the same way, you know. I you know young guys like Giannis, they play hard the whole regular season. Cause they're just trying to show up and play. And I feel like the Rockets kind of do the same thing. I don't think the Rockets Harden has kind of slowed that gear down during the regular season to kind of save himself for the playoffs. So there's a lot of um kind of teams that are they know playoff pedigree and they'll be ready for it. at the same time though, the teams that we don't expect like your Orlando or me even Miami, because Miami's talking to get getting Marcus Cousins as well, um, those teams are just one part, a piece away from becoming a powerhouse, Definitely. and those those guys who don't get the long contracts, like your Demarcus cousin, Carmelo Anthony, this is a perfect opportunity for those guys to like just shine because they've had those experiences or they can be a top-notch player uh, in this time when these superstars may not come back or their team might not come back to play. Right, so I think it's going to be an interesting playoff, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, whoever wins, regardless of the situation. I think it's a legit championship and uh, they should be proud of it. Yep.
0: Yeah, sure. I would say, you know, in terms of it is, it is exciting that, you know, it looks like basketball is almost back on the horizon, obviously trying to address some of these um, kinks and making sure that everyone's on the same page and there, you know, all the safety elements are addressed as well. What I'm uh, in a way though, it would have been interesting to see in this setting where all the teams are together in one, Destination? Could there have been a little bit more creativity in terms of the playoff bracket? I know we saw, uh, you know, a kind of a makeshift bracket that had the Lakers and the Clippers on opposite ends, the Bucks and the Raptors on o- opposite ends. Um, so you would have had an in- interesting dynamic in terms of just matchups. So, like in that case, the Lakers and the Raptors, if in terms of the higher seeds winning, would have faced each other on one side of the bracket, and it would have been Clippers, Bucks. On the other side of the bracket, so potential finals matchups happening in almost like a quote-unquote semifinal setup. So that would have been pretty interesting, I find. I agree with the points that were raised with respect to. I do feel that the the teams at the top have done well enough throughout the 65 games in terms of their standing and their chemistry that they should shine during the playoffs. What is interesting though, is that eight seed, that eight seed that ultimately comes in maybe during that makeshift playoff. So I want to throw it out to you guys. Um, so the one eight seed that is vulnerable as much as they've had a phenomenal season, is the Grizzlies, uh, in sure. terms of being at the eight seed. So if not the Grizzlies, they're followed by Portland, New Orleans, Sacramento, San Antonio and the Suns. Of those other teams, I want to throw it out to you guys. If it's not the Grizzlies, which one of those teams takes the eighth seed? And of whoever takes that eighth seed, who has the best possibility to maybe challenge the Lakers or even take them out?
3: I will have to say Portland. Portland, um, I think they have the pieces to be almost a gun show. Like they have the range. They have, I wouldn't say they have the top one of the better defensive team, but just putting up the numbers point wise and just, you know, just put it, just running down the court really quickly. Um, it will make, um, LA spread their defense. Then they will have to come far out to the lines. Remember, you know, Dame's going to drop uh, dimes all the time from mid court. If he wants to, he's Steph Curry 2.0. So I'll give him that. He does drop them far and deep. So, um, and you know, um, I th- I think they're my they're my team if if you were to say to knock the Lakers off they're that the, they have the best chance to do it. Yeah,
2: man, same, I agree. Uh I think Portland um and I think uh Yusuf Nurkic is coming back. He was injured, right? Yeah. Um yeah. I think he's coming back. Zach Collins is coming back. Um so I mean and then Dame, right? Like it's Dame time in the playoffs, man. Um CJ Yeah. Well, yeah. Next like,
3: dude. He wants time, it bad. Right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, you mean they got swept last year? Yeah. <laughs> um, <Okay.
2: laughs> but can you imagine if it's not Portland and if it's New Orleans and they somehow somehow beat the Lakers? Like can you imagine that conversation with Zion and LeBron, right? Um, don't think it's going to happen, but like we've seen things like that happen before. So, um yeah, I mean to me like the I, th- I think the obvious pick is Portland. I
1: think yeah. The way 2020 has been, you you don't know, right? <laughs> to be honest. I think the higher gods would maybe want New Orleans because they would want that Zion LeBron kind of handing the torch. I know he's still a young rookie. Um, ratings. Ratings, for sure, especially being off for so long. Um, but realistically, I think, and you guys both, I, I agree. I think Portland, they have the playoff pedigree. Um, we listed all the players. Uh, you know, Anwar did mention that Nurkic and Collins – you know, may come back from their injuries. Um, you know, they did have, they did add Carmelo. I'm not saying he's an X factor, but he's another player who has some playoff pedigree who can give you that offensive mentality. And then obviously with Dame Lillard and CJ McCollum. So I think the overall package, um, you know, if it's not the Grizzlies who are currently sitting number eight, I would also have to go with the Portland Trailblazers.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, for the points I already mentioned, I'd go along the same lines, Portland. I, I would love to see Zion because, you know, the start of the season for Zion didn't go as planned. If you, all, if you all remember, he started to really get into his own as the season came on. In the last few weeks, you know, he was really picking up before everything came uh, to a halt. Um, so I'd love to see him, you know, going forward in the playoffs and going far. Um, I, I don't think it'll happen. I go Portland as well.
5: Yeah, I disagree. I think I think Portland will get smashed by the Lakers. Like I, I think we've seen what Portland can be. I, I look at them as like Toronto West basically we, we they get into the playoffs and then they just they 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 eventually like collapse when it comes up to like a quality team.
3: I will say this though with Portland. Portland always went up against the Warriors and the Warriors were always the better shooting team. However, Portland in the West, they're one of the top shooting teams. Next to what I say the Rockets. Rockets still put up really good numbers, but I would feel like Portland would put you know, I can't, I can't say against Lakers, how Lakers shoot, but I think they would give Lakers a harder time um, over like say uh, rockets right now. The one thing that uh, I'll say though, I'm sorry, Amir, go ahead.
5: I, I think New Orleans would give them a harder time, but I just think that that's a stack squad. They're just young. I think, but, but I think they give them, I think they actually surprise people because their road record is like 15 and 17 mm-hmm. and they're just started to get clicking. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I
1: mean, I also guess. also with New Orleans, too, you're forgetting, like, you know, Ingram and Ball, who yeah. played for the Lakers yeah. prior, yeah, right? Yeah. They might have some vengeance, you yeah, know, the within them. Yeah. You know, so it could be another great storyline, not only yeah. with Zion, but you have, you know, former uh, Lakers yeah. players. I think Josh Hart as well, right? So, yeah. you know, they might come hard. They're, they're young. They got nothing to lose, right? So,
5: And I don't have anything against Portland. I actually, like, I really like Dave Lillard. Like, he's one of my favorite players. It's just I think uh, I think at this point you've seen what they can do. Mm-hmm. I think you've seen their peak.
0: Yeah. In terms of like, you know, even when I was, when I posed that question, obviously I was thinking of my own answer and what I was going to say to it. I do agree. I think, I think Portland, based on having been in the playoffs, can make this run as well to kind of hurdle the Grizzlies. Um, Whether they have enough firepower to take out the Lakers, it might be a challenge. But, you know, to the points that were raised as well, you know, with Nurkic coming back, um, you know, they're they're pretty well coached in terms of Terry Stotts. Mm He does a good job with what he has. Um, CJ and Dame, they will have to shoot the lights out as well. And, um, you know, we'll see what Melo brings um, to that team as well. Uh, I would love to see New Orleans also make a run (laughs) and also fit in there. So that will be kind of my... My kind of one-one-a pick as well because of Zion. Um, Nabil mentioned it with respect to Lonzo Ball and Ingram and Hard having that revenge marked against the Lakers. Essentially, LeBron was the factor in having them traded out of there as well. And man, we've we've mentioned New Orleans, but once again, underrated Drew Holiday yeah, also definitely. on a large playoff stage. Absolutely. He is a dog, man. He will get into people's face and defend 100%. and score as well. Um, another thing, uh, I know Amir, you, you said it as well. Um, you know, with Portland or or whoever becomes that eight seed, momentum, because they would have still been playing in terms of that de facto little mini playoff play-in. Right. So even the Lakers, if they're if they're caught napping or they're sleeping or they're not training, maybe a game or two could be stolen. Yeah. Um, early on in that series, but I guess overall experience will probably wear them out and it'll be difficult. So, yeah, I just wanted to throw it out there. In terms of road record, I know Amir raised that as well. Obviously, it's a neutral site in terms of Orlando, but when I was looking at some of these road records for some of these teams, Philadelphia. Brutal, terrible road record. Um, so, you know, they're not anywhere close to Philly. It'll be yeah. played in Orlando. So, hopefully, we'll see what happens with uh, no crowd. Simmons and Embiid. Are they able to, yeah. no crowd, and are they able to just rally and uh, figure something out? Uh, okay. I do find Brett Brown's coaching to be suspect, so I don't really have a, a lot of faith there, but uh, we'll see how it goes.
1: Well, like you There's, said, yeah, no, no crowd, no home court advantage, right? Yeah. You know what I nope. mean? But I would say, though, if...
5: Nobody to hype up exactly. the airplane. Exactly. <laughs>
1: yeah. But I will go back to what we were talking about. If New Orleans does make it, can you imagine Anthony Davis on the other side? You right. know, being like, okay... You know, this is my former team, so I mean, unfortunately, in that sense, I think the Lakers would step up their game, and Anthony Davis, I think, would play out of this world. But to go back to what we were just talking about, yeah, no crowd, no home court advantage. I mean, it's
0: anybody's game. Those video montages would be crazy, though, eh? Just to build up the New Orleans Lakers first round, it'll be unreal. The other thing too, for Portland,
5: sorry, sorry, for Portland, I just don't think they have anybody to cover Anthony Davis. With uh with New Orleans, I think you can still kind of throw Ingram on there, like he's relatively the same. So I don't know how. Like honestly, I haven't watched him that much, so I don't know how he's defensively I mean,
3: he
2: he's long though, right? Like he puts his hands up. He's yeah, long. he's yeah. lanky. Mm-hmm.
0: He's yeah, yeah I would be worried he seems about like he run. Hmm. Yeah, I'd be worried about putting Ingram Ingram on him for too long, and even yeah. that that green rookie in terms of Jackson Hayes, he will get yeah. eaten alive as well. So I don't really like that matchup. I think uh, at eighty would cook, but it'll be it'll be interesting. I think it'd be definitely yeah. interesting.
2: Yo, but is um is LeBron getting bodied by Zion, though? Oh, I don't know, No, <laughs> no, 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 he's
0: not getting bodied. Not but... yet. Not yet. Not this season. <laughs> yeah. Not this season. There's no way. I don't remember, no.
3: but did, did Zion get his injury? Like, I, I remember he had a, a bad good, injury. He's No, I
1: think he came back. He was ready he's to go. He's, good. he's yeah. cooking. Did? Okay, yeah. I was figure I hope that doesn't go against him. See, what's going to be interesting is his eight-game regular season. Like, are certain teams gonna use that to gel, or are certain people gonna use it as like kind of extra load management to kind of, although they've already been off for like a couple of months? Yeah. I just don't know. Do they risk and just kind of, you know, let let the young guns kind of get their experience and then just kind of use that momentum going in? Man,
3: if anybody load manages now,
2: like, yeah, come on, that, bro, uh, those yeah, <laughs> games
3: are are like yeah. pivotal to get it to kind of get your playoffs ready because yeah. a lot of these guys don't have like home gyms or home courts they're not they're not hitting up they're just doing whatever workouts mm-hmm. they can in their mm-hmm. their they're didn't touch a basketball remember that yannick came out and he's like i haven't Oh, yeah, <laughs> you, know, you know
4: he has. <laughs> and, and out of like, all the people that we
2: mentioned, he's the one that He's the one that needs to. the most
4: skills <laughs> the most. So, well, like, we have to, well, I mean, so we're making a little rusty, court. but I have the have to mention He
0: doesn't have that. Like, yeah, so, yeah. So it's yeah, going it, to take
3: time. He's going to exactly. start Exactly. So, I those eight problems. games are crucial to get oh, these for guys for back For, for sure.
0: I think those first couple of games of those eight are going to be pretty bad to watch, to see like, <laughs> and just how rusty guys yeah.
3: are. And be. remember, it's like right now, although the, the players haven't agreed to anything, um, the teams then have to kind of make an agreement with the players or their, their actual players to come back to start training, right? There is actual deadline for that as well. Mm-hmm. That hasn't been a kind of decided either. So, you know, is it going to be a week before they go to Orlando or whatever the case might be? Oh. Yeah, I
4: think I think they're saying July, they're, but it's supposed to be July seventh. I know you, I agree they haven't like finalized it, but they're saying July seventh they should be there, and then they're supposed to have three weeks to be getting ready and shape, practicing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know, like, is three weeks enough to be ready? Really,
0: I don't know. It's... Almost like a de facto training camp, maybe. Yeah. And then you get eight games to get your kinks out. Exactly. Like and it's not pre- even pre- yeah. like uh, it's not even like a preseason, John. It's almost like a couple of games, right? And then it's like right, right. In, it it would be that's I think that's a much safer option than. Jumping right into the playoffs oh, no, where for sure. everyone's cold and injuries galore. Um, yeah. that would be a nightmare. That's for, literally uh, like zero, zero to one hundred, right?
1: Yeah. And you don't want that.
5: So and what, I'm if, just... what if Kawhi load manages eight games, but then they end up winning the championship? Bro, uh. well they have the
1: talent, <laughs> right? They, had, they have the talent though, right? They have. Yeah, they have
5: yeah I know. Yeah. So <laughs> so for me, like I I I loved like I loved what he did here. He, he did amazing stuff, but. When he left, I wasn't mad too much because, like, that load management was starting to get on my nerves a little bit, man. Mm. Like, you see, like, <laughs> it, it was starting to get on my nerves, and I and I, I feel for San Antonio fans because, like, they had to go through years of that. But, like, I, I don't miss that. For sure. Being in, gone at all. <laughs> like, in,
0: terms, in terms of load management, though, man, like, I know you posed it, like, what if Kawhi sits those eight games? Uh, they can't risk it. They're only a game and a half ahead of... Um, Denver for third seed Mm. Um, so it's pretty jockey like honestly man like even Dallas a team that Anwar mentioned during our last episode speaking about Luka and just how they're on the rise how dynamic their offense is they are seventh right now but they can be as high as fourth within this eight game schedule if like based on how the jockeying goes as well but if it's the
5: home court what does it matter
0: no, but I'm saying in terms of matchups and seeding, right? Oh, okay, like in terms okay, of first yeah, round, instead of having to face the Clippers first round, yeah. you were facing yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. an OKC or a Houston, a different matchup, right? Yeah, so yeah, and sure. then like in terms of getting over even to the second round. So I think that the teams that have the luxury to rest and maybe do load management are the Lakers and the Bucks, for based sure. on the fact that they yeah. have such a sizable yeah. lead in their Definitely. respective conferences. But it's going to be interesting, man. I guess um, finals, picks tentative? Do you guys have just even a rough estimate? Right now, for my conference finals, I have Lakers Clippers and either Raptors Bucks um, on on the eastern side. So that's kind of like my final four right now. Um, whoever wins the Lakers Clippers series, I see them winning the championship uh, this season. I just think, I don't know if the NBA can handle us winning another <laughs> championship and I'm always wondering about you know, I hate to say it, the, zebra, the, forces? the refs. The refs and other forces um you know in terms of this tournament. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes.
5: ECF or West or for Both. the Western Conference oh, for me oh, it's Lakers Clippers. I, I don't I don't see anybody upsetting that. Like I think we all seen what Kawhi could do, and I I, I don't see that. In the East it's gonna be Bucks versus either us or, or the Celtics. Like I, I honestly I'm. I was excited. I'm excited to see what the Raptors can do this year. But I'm not going to be the one to say that they have. They have to prove that they, they still have to prove that they can do it in the playoffs without Kawhi. Yeah. So, I. I I agree with that one hundred percent. Like I, I see that I see that Celtics game, that Celtics series going seven games. And it could go either way. It could go either way. To be honest with you, like there, that's gonna be that's gonna be a great series to watch. I think.
0: Well, coach and coach, right? Like Brad yeah. Stevens versus Nick Nurse, yeah. like no two slouch. geniuses, no just kind of like going at each other. Yeah. Um, it will be very interesting if that's how it plays out to try to uh, get to the Eastern Conference final.
5: I feel like they're just like a slightly. More, maybe not slightly. I, th- I feel like they're just a t- uh, more talented version of us. But I feel like our, our team play is a little bit nicer than them. Like, they got better one-on-one players. Like, if, if everything breaks down, they got more dudes who you can just give the ball to. I'm like, all right, go ahead. Just, just give me a bucket.
0: I like I the championship pedigree on our yeah, side. sure.
5: that yeah. should offset that.
0: I think if the standings
1: remain, I mean, regardless of what changes, I think in the Western Conference, it'll be Lakers and Clippers. And personally, I think in the Eastern Conference, I think the winner of the Raptors and Celtics second-round series, I have a feeling that they will go on um, to probably play the Bucks. But my for the finals, I'm actually gonna go and say uh, the Clippers and the Raptors will be in the NBA finals. It'll be a Kawhi. That was my Kawhi thing, yeah. versus uh, the champions, and let's 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 do this. Yeah, that would be. Let's
0: settle uh, it. Epic,
2: Epic, bro. bro. Epic. <laughs> To me, that's a better matchup than the kind of, uh, you know, um, uh, Lakers and, like, Bucks, right? To me, that's a more Cinderella kind of matchup where it's like this guy leaves, right, wins the championship and leaves. Now he's facing off against that same team, right? Um, Oh, man, I can't even imagine what that would be like. Can you imagine? That's going to be be rough. That'll be a rough series. It it will be a rough series. Lakers yeah, yeah. Bucks does have that
0: historical context.
2: Yeah, yeah. From, yeah, you
0: know, so like they can really play off um, kind of like the legacy aspect of it and um, mm. just kind of from that old school feel as well. So if it does become Lakers and Bucks, there'll be a, an, an ability to market that. But to yeah. Adware's point, point, man, uh, and, and even uh, what, sorry, what Nabil said as well uh, Clippers Raptors, what a what what an ending to
2: this. It's a scary, well. scary matchup though, man, because yeah. if you think about the actual matchups, like I'm Obviously, I would love the Raptors to win, but um, man, there's a part like Clippers are stacked, dude. They're stacked, right? Like think about people people who are coming off off the bench for the Clippers, (laughs) right? No, it'll be a fight.
1: It'll be a fight for sure. And 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 honestly, if the Raptors don't, let's for example say make even the Celtics. I think and the Clippers would be a good final series. I Mm -hmm. personally think just with the talent that they have. I mean, Stevens and Rivers with their defensive minded mindsets too. So. That would be me, Raptors, Celtics from the East, and the Clippers coming out of the West.
3: For me, I, gotta, I have to – LeBron's been out of the playoffs one year. He's hungry, man. He's not going to give it he's, – he's still training hardcore up to today. That man wants it. And I, they have the biggest um, kind of want to have it get it done this year because next year I think Anthony Davis is an opt-out. He only signed a two-year deal with an opt-out in the second year. And same with LeBron. So uh, they can't keep this club together forever. Uh, and the same thing with Giannis on the Bucs side. They have to get it done or that Bucks team is going to blow up and Giannis potentially may leave. So both teams have their reason to just get to that hurdle of being in the finals um, or it's a bust either way. Uh, I do agree with you guys that Raptors definitely have a strong potential. I will go – I will say that Raptors, Bucks in the East and, uh, again – as much as I don't like the Clippers, you know, I, you know, I have just because of Pat. What is it? What is the Patrick? Yeah, Patrick? Patrick yeah, man, I just noise the crap out of me. Yeah, same, bro. Oh, He's doing his job, right, man. He's good. Yeah, though. I, I think that piece with Quad does make them a huge, uh, huge contender as well. So, yeah, in the West, I will say Lakers and Clippers as well. So, um, but I think in the finals, Bucks and Lakers.
4: Uh, I'm actually the exact same as Andy Bucks and Lakers is who I I envision it to be But it's not who I want it to be I I picture, so Lakers and Clippers West I want Bucks and Raptors East, of course Um, But my concern is if Yanis goes to that finals and he loses That he somehow still stays with Milwaukee Because you guys all know I don't want him to do that (laughs) (laughs) I want him to come to the Raptors What if they win the championship? If they win the championship I I don't know, I just don't want to Why would he leave? There's no need I to know win. I know I can't give him a reason to he
2: might, but man. I just I, so. I
4: want him here in Toronto. I want him I want him here. I want him to build his future here. I want us to have the dynasty going forward. As selfish, I know. I admit that. Um, that's just how I feel about it though. Hmm. Kawhi because he didn't stay, I'm still upset about that because I feel like the honorable thing to have done would be staying probably one more year. Year or two. Sure. Yeah. For sure. Defend 100%. So I'm, I'm still a little bit upset about that. So I do want him to lose at West. I want it to be Lakers and I want it to be Raptors. Mm. Is what, that's the final that I want to see is Lakers versus Raptors. My it's man. My um, twist. My man. I, <laughs> I, I, that yeah, I,
0: would also be good.
4: I, yeah. I, want, I want to see that. I mean, and I feel as though same thing, like, you know, as, as Andy was saying for LeBron, he is hungry. You know, he's, he's up there in age. He's got it going. But if he wins, though, and this would be his fourth title, I don't know because then the arguments would come out again about, like, the whole asterisk and, and you know, the debate and everything. But all, we can talk about it another time, but ultimately that's what I want to see. In the end, and I want Yannis to either come here or go to the Warriors, and just leave Milwaukee. Unless yeah, not, just for the yeah, he, he's going to get a quarter, a quarter of a billion dollars though. That's going to be so hard to turn down. But he's I to get that anywhere away.
3: though, man. Yeah, just with LeBron yeah. though, um, you know, obviously you guys know I'm not a huge LeBron fan. You know, I I love what he does off the court. You know, he's very charitable. He's always a humanitarian at heart. Um, I just didn't like the way he went about how he handles things with management and teams. But when he's been, when his back's been put on, you know, against the wall, he's with whatever weak team he's been playing with, he's taking those teams to a high level in the playoffs. And with that force with Anthony Davis, and at the before the the shutdown, Anthony Davis was playing amazing. Um, You could say he probably could have gotten, he was a contender for the MVP as well, right? He was playing at a very high level. And just to add LeBron James, another MVP candidate, you, you can't stop that force.
1: Well, yeah, you raise a good point, Uh, you know, with LeBron not being in the playoffs last year, so he is definitely coming hungry, but kind of going back to last week's conversation about the narratives and, you know, how me and Agent P were saying LeBron for MVP, but that could also be the narrative this year for the Lakers as a franchise, right? Like Kobe passed away. You know, so I don't know if the higher gods would want that to happen. You know, it would be good for the the Lakers franchise. Obviously, it would give, you know, the face of the league, LeBron James, his fourth title. But just to do what what the Lakers have been through this year, um, you know, from Kobe Bean's passing and so on and so forth. So, I mean, that could kind of be a fitting end, you know, in capping off, you know, their
0: season. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see, you know, how this plays out. I mean, with the Lakers as well the amount of minutes that LeBron's going to have to play. Yes, you know, we've been off basketball for quite some time, but just the amount of like playoff intensity minutes that he's going to have to play multiple rounds Um, And we see a a stark drop-off when LeBron's sitting and resting. Mm -hmm. Anthony Davis plays really well. He does the best that he can with the supporting cast that's around him with LeBron sitting during those minutes. But it will be really interesting how much either a Lakers lead shrinks or they're just in these back-and-forth battles. And does that take a wear and tear? Does that have a toll as you move along in the playoffs as well? Um, for the Raptors, I really love the mentality going in. I think I heard Siakam and even Nurse talk about, like, hey, um, you know, A, if you don't respect us as a, as a champion, that's your problem, you know? So they're not really worried about the outside um, discussion and the naysayers. They're just focused about themselves. They have the right mentality. And even Nick Nurse, as the coach, almost the, the head of that um, team there, as the head coach, saying, like, hey, Um, we're used to this. This is the same as last year. Everybody counted us out already. So the mentality has already been ingrained and bulletin board material is ready to say like, hey, your championship last year was a fluke. Let's see if you guys can defend it. So that alone has, that that, that has me with a chip on my shoulder and I'm I'm not even playing, right? So it's just like, imagine how fired up the players are. One thing I want to throw out to the group before we close off. Dark horse in each conference for each of you guys. um, And then we'll close off.
5: Dark Horse to make it to the finals?
0: Just Dark Horse in terms of a team that'll do well in the East and the West. They may not make it to the finals, but just a Dark Horse team that we haven't maybe discussed for each other. I'll go West,
4: West for Dallas and for the East, mm, I mean, for the East, for the fun of it, I'll go, I'll go Orlando, I'll go Orlando. Okay.
1: For me, you guys know, Dark Horse in the West, Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel with, with Harden and Westbrook. They're really dark
3: horse, though. They're pretty much up there.
1: <laughs> no, they are. But, I mean, you know, the near, they, it's never going for them. So, for me, because yeah. they are sitting in the sixth seed in the lower half of the West, I would go with them as the dark Coast quote-unquote. And on the East, for me, I'm looking at the heat. Mm-hmm. Because, honestly, with what they had, I did not think that they would be in the top four or five of the East. Um, and I honestly feel that they can give a good run. I'm not saying they're going to win the title um but that's my uh, eastern conference choice for a dark horse cool
2: yeah man same I'm saying on Dallas and um the heat for sure yeah i think that we that was a young scrappy team
3: yeah if if Rockets are considered a dark horse i will say rockets could put up a definite fight um and i was going to say celtics in the east celtics as and mentioned they are kind of scary looking um how far they make it i don't know but they potentially have uh the possibility of going high um, so
5: I, i'll go with oklahoma just cuz i like them this year i just <laughs> i just like how they're playing oh, i don't choice. think they might yeah. like i'm i'm not saying they're going to get to the finals or anything oh, just, i just like it's how they are playing. It's good yeah and in the east even though i hate them i got to go with philly yeah, if if they ever get Philly, their shit together, like that's a God, dangerous team, man.
0: Like it's it's a dangerous team. Even, I was, even
5: minus. I don't uh,
3: trust them, though, man. I was yeah. waiting for somebody to mention it's Philly. Wondering who's no gonna say no Philly, way. and
0: in beer you said Philly. I was waiting yeah. for somebody <laughs> to say Philly as a dark horse. So,
5: like even minus. Um, what's his face? Miami guy. Uh, a butler butler even minus yeah. butler like they're still ridiculously talented well, because
1: because they picked up al horford right i'm not saying they're yeah. comparable oh, but so yeah. i mean they're they're stacked if they're yeah. used right yeah. they can do yeah. damage
2: I just don't trust them dude like i don't know nobody talks they're talented for sure and
3: bead yeah. never takes it seriously i know i don't feel like he takes anything seriously and that's why nobody kind of picks him mm-hmm. he hasn't gotten that yeah. mentality to kind of lock down and go you know, maybe yeah. you, never, you never know
1: from last year, from that Game Seven yeah. loss. You know, the maybe coin. they're coming back with a different chip. You <laughs> never know, right? Like a different chip on their shoulder. You know, maybe the antics. I don't know if Embiid would well, stop no, that, but
0: no one's talking about them, right? So, like, yeah. that's another team. That, yeah, they're under
1: the radar, right? They're
0: really under the radar, and I saw some, I guess, pictures that showed like looks like Simmons is all D's and has been working out as well. And who knows? Who knows what we will Why? see during this makeshift tournament? So, um, we'll see how it plays out.
5: He got D's instead of getting a shot. That's, that's
0: genius. Well, well, I, can well, I you know, choice? It, it, it might be Conor. Well, you <laughs> can it. I'm sorry, man. You stick with your dark horse there. Yo, <laughs> <bro, laughs> somebody, somebody's got to play down low. If Embiid's always at the three-point line. Yeah, like, that's gotta true. Be, yeah, but... <laughs> yeah. Well, someone's got to hit a three between them, right? So, I guess put the big guy back behind the that's three-point right.
2: line. I trust Embiid um, more than him, though.
0: <laughs> dark horse for me in the West, I will go with Nabil in, say, Houston as well. I think there's a lot of pressure there in that setting. I think D'Antoni's on the last legs of that contract as well. If they don't do it this year, that team will get broken apart, and we might not see kind of that run and gun offense that uh, you know the the seven seconds or less or dribble, 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 dribble of Harden. We might not, you know, what, we might not see it much longer past this season. So I think their back is up against the wall to produce. And on the East, I will go with the Heat. Uh, I think they're solidly coached. Um, Eric Spolstra, people forget, he is also won championships, has been in that final setting. Love Bam Bam Adebayo. I say Bam Bam, but Bam Adebayo. And also um, Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler. um, Very, very scary team. Uh, I can't go with Philly just because X's and O's I will never trust Brett Brown ever In, in even a regular season game I do not trust what he's going to bring to the table so in the playoffs I don't like his chances matched up against those upper echelon coaches. All right, guys. So great discussion. As we covered off a ton of topics, we did a recap of the Raptors playoff run last year. We also talked about the current season and expectations of how we see the season playing out. Looks like the overall consensus is that there's not going to be an asterisk attached to whoever the champion is. I agree with that. I feel that um, every team is coming into a similar player playing format and environment. It'll be interesting and hopefully top players aren't sitting out. That will be the only kind of um, element that you can put it to it as an asterisk, but uh, should be, should be super exciting and looking forward to it so thanks so much for joining us on beyond the court we hope you enjoyed episode 8 uh, thank you to my brothers here who joined us as well in terms of all their input and their insight as well don't forget to hit the red button in terms of subscribe follow us on instagram as well in terms of beyond the court underscore podcast and check out the various podcasting forums that we're at so take care be safe stay blessed